You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Ryan Geddes. I'm so excited. Greg Miller is here. I'm so scared. <laughs> and Levi Buchanan is here. Hi, Damon. That would have been perfect. You should have let Greg say, I'm so excited. And then Levi finished with I I'm so scared. I just can't hide it. I know. Now, see, Levi wouldn't get it. He's, he's about 20 he's years too old. too old for <laughs> Oh, oh it's going to be like that. <laughs> what were the Reagan years like? <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing? Uh at the end of the week here, it's Friday, um, and Ryan Geddes is about to get on a plane. Not right now. Fly away to the land of the rising sun, I believe is what they call I'm it. I'm already in California, Damon. <laughs> You're going to TGS this yes, weekend. Yes, Tokyo Game Show yep. is next week, yep. and me and Ryan Clements and Christine and Eric Bredvig are all heading down there, mm-hmm. um, leaving tomorrow morning, and uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there for a good, goodly long while. What are you going to see there? Ah, there's like ramen shops. Yes. I mean, go to the one by the ABC Shoe Mart in Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys staying before the show? Uh, the Hyatt. I in believe. where? In, in Shinjuku. Shinjuku, yeah. Which, nice. Yeah. And then, um, then uh, heading out to Amakahari, Shiba area for uh, yeah, the Hotel Nuatani. When when you step outside of the train station. Which, which train? In Makuhari. Makuhari. Right? Yes, this is the one where the, oh, the yeah, businessmen yeah, yeah. stumble drunk into that yeah, little... Yeah, people get carried out of stretchers. Yes, yeah. and if you, if, if you see like someone from a restaurant trying to like holding a, a menu and trying to usher you into a building to take you to a restaurant, go with that man. Oh, it's not, go a, with tell him we it's sent not you. a gothic Lolita maid? No, it's not. Oh. You'll have a great time at their... Uh, bar restaurant. Now, this is they'll so, take good now, care. I was of there you. two years ago, and yeah. it, and we walked by all those places. Yeah, yeah we didn't. We, we, we were wrong. We, yeah, we were. 
Greg Everybody and I, hates on Makahari because Greg, they yeah. don't stop there. I like it's a, it's a big party town. <laughs> well, all the people that work there go out there and get drunk before they go home. So. Uh, those are those are my kind of people. It's just inside. It's just there. All the bars are inside these t- these tall buildings. They look like yeah, office. Yeah, we walked yeah. around down there and it was like, oh, well, you know, what could this possibly? Be? But then you go in and there's like floor after floor mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. floor of stuff. Yeah. I wish there were some little uh, machines where you could get a stuffed animal out of there, though. If you put a couple of yen in. And... No, they don't have anything like that. Nothing maybe maybe like I could that. I could invent it and become rich. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're seeing lots of stuff there. Um, you know, everyone's there. Capcom and uh, Sony and Microsoft. And Big, uh, Seems like uh, every year TGS gets. Uh, uh, it's still an important show, but it gets less important. Yeah, well, year. I mean, it's and we talked about this. It uh, it lessens in importance every year that Japanese game development lessens yes. in importance. Yes, yes, yes. And this is something that we hate to see, mm-hmm. but it's just a reality. There, the the country as a whole, as a development power, is waning, and that's too bad. They're just not keeping up with. Uh, it's true. With tastes, world, global gaming tastes. You think it's strictly related to, to taste making? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that they haven't changed as the gaming market has changed. Okay. I mean, Nintendo, of course, is the exception to that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, sure. that's yes. a different thing altogether. We're mm-hmm. talking about the traditional sort of independent Japanese developers that, that just, um, you know, taken as a whole. They, they, you know, it used to be Japan was where the West looked for innovation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a, that's. It's been a long time since no. that's been true. The biggest, the most popular games are all Western developed games now. Yeah. Uh, Halo. Monster Hunter. Halo. Uh, oh, Grand Theft about, Auto. Yeah. Call of Duty. You know, Gears of War. Whatever. You know, any, any Fallout. Any of the big, any big popular game you can think of these days is going to be a Western developed game. Final Fantasy. Even Final Fantasy, people are down on Final Fantasy now. Like, you are. No, yes, I'm the only one that wasn't in the Final <laughs> Fantasy 13. Yes. Uh, Ryan, I know you tried one more go to get into Final Fantasy 13. Did it work? Um, my story with Final Fantasy 13 was I got sick um, a few months back, um, and I was out of wor- I was off work for I might have been a week and a half or something. Jeez. I was, it was just like the flu, but it was like really bad. And um, I sat on my couch and I just wanted something mindless to play <laughs> because I didn't want to think. My head was just like hurting. So I was like, I'm just going to sit here and mindlessly play Final Fantasy 13. And it was great for that purpose. All I had to do is just kind of hit the A button for seven hours a day. And I got pretty far. But then once I started feeling better, I didn't want to play the game anymore. <laughs> and I stopped. I never uh, did finish it. I know, Levi, you played Final Fantasy 13. About and, six hours. Yeah, you couldn't. All done. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's not what I was looking for out of an, an RPG. So even Sony, a Japanese company, all of their big franchises are Western. Yeah, developed God games. of War, Uncharted, yeah, Ratchet and Clank, uh-huh. uh, Resistance, and uh, and uh, Killzone. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Killzone's over in uh, Amsterdam. That's still the that's West. Still the West. Yeah. No, it doesn't count. Yeah. No. Well, we're go, the West. You go all the way around. <sighs> Eventually, you're going direction. east again. Yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. they do have uh, Grand uh, Turismo. That's a Japanese yeah. franchise. But. The thing is, is that Japan is now a niche market. Like mm. Japanese games mm-hmm. are now a niche portion of the gaming market, whereas it used to be the other way around. Right? I wonder what the Japanese word for niche is? Niche. Niche. So yeah. really, every niche this. So Amsterdam, Spain, we're all that would all be the West, huh? Greg Miller, you're. Uh, yes. Don't get me wrong. I understand directions. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't it's, know. I, that, I, I don't know that you do. I would have thought I had to jump the ocean, and that's when it becomes Greg Miller. Western civilization. Uh-huh. That's what they're talking about. Us. Yeah. America. <laughs> pilgrims. I got it. We are a part of it. Yeah, with pilgrims. Came here. 
founded it. Founded anyway. the Western civilization. Yeah, Interesting how it's how Western it was... civilization began when the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. Yes, yes. you're right. You're right. <laughs> Interesting how it's cyclical. How you know when video games you know began here, and then you know we had our big failure, and then they rose up in Japan, and then now all the developments moved back to the West. It's what they call the ebb and flow of the gaming time. I call it the circle of life. Yeah, personally, but that's just my <laughs> nom- nomenclature. Uh, but I am excited. I, not, I, am... I told you you're not allowed to use f- four syllable or higher words on on Gamescape. Oh, where, yeah. where, which podcast can I use those on? Uh, on the uh, girl fight. They're, girl they're fight? much okay. smarter than I we have are, yet to I be invited. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, there's there are still big announcements out of the Tokyo Game Show, like. Um, we're expecting to hear some good stuff from Microsoft, who's doing the keynote this year. Um, you know, the Cap. There's a Capcom event that uh, we're expecting to hear some cool stuff at. So, what do you want out of that one? I would like to hear a Resident Evil announcement. Um, I, I just uh, did a preview on Resident Evil Five Gold Edition's Move. How is controls. that? Um, not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but um, you can check out what I had to say today. That'll be going up today. But I mean, I I like Move controls. I, I think they have potential. And you know they work really well. They're really accurate, um, depending on the game you're using. But I just—they didn't add anything to Resident Evil Five to me. It, it they, was like it took away from Resident Evil Five, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it, the, the, without getting too down the rabbit hole with it, basically, it's um, the camera is all different now. So you you used to be able to use your standard dual analog controls with Resident Evil Five, like you know left stick moves you around, right stick you know controls your camera. You can't do that with the move controls. Now you're just you're just wherever you're looking straight ahead as you move. That's your view. If you want to look around, you have to hold down the trigger button on the move wand, and that brings up your aiming reticle, and then you can move the reticle around. But you don't, you can't move. So like if you've seen the previews of SOCOM 4 with move, that as you move the reticle, it will like shift your view, right? It'll move mm-hmm. your bounding box. As you start the getting screen. to the side of the screen, exactly. But that's not the case with Resident Evil 5. In order to move the screen, then when you get to the edge of the screen, you got to go back to the left stick and move your guy around. It's really kind of unintuitive yeah and then like things like the move button is the trigger instead of the trigger itself and i find the buttons the face buttons on the move controllers really small and kind of hard to find without knowing them well so i don't know i mean i think it's a cool experiment and i'm glad the developers are using the move and trying to like see what they can do with it i consider this just an experiment it's a free patch to the gold edition it doesn't cost you anything if you've got gold edition you know, and you and you have move. There's no point in not trying it out. It's kind of cool, but I mean, I wouldn't choose to play Resident Evil Five that way. Mm. But anyway, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I love Resident Evil Five, despite the fact that you know it wasn't like a traditional Resident Evil game. I would like to see a return to the traditional Resident Evil experience, and that would be one really cool thing that I'd like to hear Capcom talk about in Tokyo. But we don't know what they're going to do. Do we expect to hear anything about Last Guardian? Yes. Okay. Um, we, we, I hope so. I know. There, That's there, what I really want to hear about. There, we have uh, something scheduled uh, with Team Ika, so we will be bringing you something. The about, interview about why they canceled Last Guardian. It's like an- another trailer for you. you know? I, know, we, I just want you to bring Last Guardian back for me. That's oh, what I want you okay. to bring me from Japan. Now, do you? How many copies does everybody want? <laughs> I could, I could, I could, two or three would be fine. Okay. No, I don't All need right. more than three. Really. No, I don't that's think be you, fine. you couldn't physically play that many. Games. <laughs> I don't know. So that's another big one. But you know, honestly, beyond that, there aren't there aren't like huge like marquee like games that we're looking for out of uh, Japan right now. So. Uh, I know one game you're going to see is this uh, very confusing game, uh, Mega Man Universe. You expect to get your first hands on with that at uh, TGS? Not me. 
No, just not not you. Nope. But one of you is going to no, see. Yeah. Mega Man Universe. I, yeah, anyone I mean, anyone paying attention to this? I'm paying attention to it. I can't for the life of me figure out what Capcom is doing with this game. I don't know. It's Mega I, Man, but it looks different. I just can't look at it. I don't like that's, looking at it. Uh, yeah, he looks my first really problem. dumb, doesn't yeah, he? I don't like the new Mega You're Man. You're a big look. Mega Man fan, right, Levi? Yeah, and this looks terrible. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, the I gameplay or just the look? Just the look yeah, of it. I look at it and it is so unattractive. I'm not saying it has to. Everything has to look the same. Everything has to. Don't deviate. But you look at it like that's just not attractive. No. Yeah, it's not I, cute. But I also can't really figure out: is it like what what type of game is? It? Is it? <laughs> I mean, is it like your standard Mega Man like side scrolling? Yeah, that's what I take away from action platform. Except you're in a universe. I know. And how do these how do these other Capcom, Capcom characters play into it? Like you can it says you can play as Ryu from Street Fighter, but like okay, there you go. You're playing the street. Well, I don't understand how. I don't you understand? You're gonna throw fireballs instead of shoot things off your arm. There you go. That's weird. Well, not anymore, because this it's is Mega Man anymore. Universe. <laughs> They're opening a new universe of content. This is like the Lego Universe game. This, one- this is, feels like what they should have called it is Capcom Universe. And right. it should have been a 2D side-scrolling platformer with tons of different Capcom characters, one of which just happens to be Mega Man, because they're just pissing off Mega Man fans by making it look like this. Exactly, exactly. Colin Moriarty is not not, he's not, he's not happy about not this. not a happy man. The one thing that sounds interesting is that uh, there's a stage creation tool. Uh, and from what you know, the screenshot here, it looks like you can build you know very mm-hmm. traditional Mega Man type levels using uh, sprites and uh, you know assets from from previous games in the series. So that does look, sound kind of cool. And then you can share those with other players online, right? Gotcha. That sounds cool. I already have Little Big Planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one of you, one of <laughs> us, is going to be playing Mega Man Universe next week at TGS. So we'll get the. Uh, yeah, and we'll be there that. from like the 12th through the 20th. Are you staying afterwards? Like yes. Um, what are you guys going to do? Um, so Clements and I are taking a little sojourn after the oh. show's over, uh, mm-hmm. over to Kyoto. Great. And we're going to stay there for a few days and hang out. So if you are a listener living in either Tokyo or Kyoto, um, let us know on like Facebook or Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. yes. that you're going to meet up? Yeah, and we'll, we'd love to hang out. Um, Even if, yeah, they'll find you. They'll find you <laughs> at 4 a.m. In, well, uh, in, the, in the train station. <laughs> Great. It's true. We ran into a, um, actually, Clements and I were at the mall downtown San Francisco this week, and we ran into um, a GameScoop listener and iGen reader. I believe his name was RJ. Mm. Clements corrected me on this once because I think I said JR, and he said, no, it's RJ. But he introduced himself, which mm. is really cool, and he was a really cool guy. And I want to give him a shout out. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you ever like see us, like we're not going to be pissed if you come up to us and say hey. So. Not at all. We like we really like meeting the listeners and the fans. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, oh, I also wanted a, a thorough update on the Dirty Thirty. Yeah, like, I want I want I want like daily. I can notes. keep a logbook if yes. you want. You know take, how big a note taker I am. Extensive daily notes on what you get review with the Dirty Thirty. You have flip every cam, day. just flip cam it and yes. put it together, and then you'll have like <laughs> you know the dirty minute and forty seconds in HD. That's true. Uh, the, in August, the Xbox 360 was the best-selling console for the third month in a row, what? selling 357,000 units. Because it's squatter now. Do you think people are... <laughs> Looks more like a PS3. That's why people are buying <laughs> Which one do I buy? Uh, greatly outsold both uh, the Wii and the PS3, which sold just over 200,000 units each. Uh, and then, of course, this month, a little game called Halo Reach comes out, so... Can expect that to sell very well. You could expect that to also continue to boost Xbox 360 console sales oh, yeah. in September, I believe. Uh, 
MPD shares this uh, little bit of info. The 360 install base is now about triple what it was when Halo 3 was launched. So the potential audience for Reach is significantly larger. That's actually kind of an amazing number. It is, right? So Xbox Live will be crippled when Halo Reach comes out because <laughs> all these people are going to jump on and try to play each other. It's oh, that's true. Fail. That's what usually happens. Yeah. But it's like a day, you know? That's why you're paying an extra 10 bucks. <laughs> 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 they increase bandwidth. Happily. Uh, I'll happily pay an extra $10. Ryan, how how much does it bother you that Halo Reach is being released while you're in Japan? Um, I, that's that's something that I can't really complain about that much. Yeah. I mean, I have to go to Japan. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Japan for a couple of weeks, hanging out. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a huge Halo fan. I'm really excited about that game. Um, I played it at a review event um, for a little bit, a little while, so mm-hmm. I did get a chance to play it. Um, but I did not play any of the campaign because I didn't want to have to like stop in the middle and like restart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched about that game. I'm really excited. That is out Tuesday, yes. September 14th. Yeah, and our review is going to be going up uh, soon. Yeah, Saturday evening. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, so that goes up tomorrow, Saturday evening at 9.01 p.m. Yeah, so, Pacific I mean, time. if you were planning on going to a movie or, like, you know, going out to, for drinks or nope. something like you that, want nope. to read about yeah, this. cancel those plans yeah. because you want to log on IGN and read that. It's true. All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, August was a slow month for software sales. Nothing was really released that was too big. Of course, Madden was the best-selling game. Mafia did Mafia Two did. How did Mafia Two do? I didn't hear about it. Okay, it was like two hundred thousand. Okay, probably Met- not as well as Two K. Metroid was only out for like a day, right? Uh, well, it was like the last week. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't in the top ten. No. I think it was a. Was it the thirtieth or something? Yeah, it was the very end. Of the yeah, day. it was yeah. like. So, uh, the PlayStation, the PlayStation brand, is now 15 years old. Oh, my goodness. PS1 released uh, 15 years ago, what, yesterday? Yeah. That was the day? Still working on its 20-year life cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Greg Miller, you put up uh, this this, uh, cool little feature on uh, the PlayStation channel. PS1, 15 years later, yesterday. Uh Yeah. Where we all weighed in, uh, talked about our favorite games and our favorite memories. That was a really cool system, wasn't it? No, PlayStation was rad, dude. Imagine how different things would have been. Like, that was supposed to be, uh, like, a a CD player add-on to the Super Nintendo. Yeah, wouldn't that have been ridiculous? (laughs) God. (laughs) I wonder how Nintendo feels about that. I wonder if they feel like, wow, man, we really should have made that deal with Sony. Oh, they well. have to. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, now, well, maybe not now, but I mean, when now the they're a giant competitor of ours in. and we have to but compete think about, with them. too, like, would the market have grown the way it did mm. if PlayStation hadn't been a separate product? Yeah. I mean, it. It could have. It could be that it's better for Nintendo that PlayStation was a separate product because the market really did grow. Like Sony was able to bring gaming to a mass market that yeah, Nintendo had. I was going to say, like they were able so. to like make it seem more like they made, it made video games seem more mature yes, somehow. By like, having a Sony, Nintendo thing, started yeah. to seem like a, a more like kid or like family oriented. You know, company and like PlayStation was like more hardcore. We've got a Bandicoot, (laughs) (laughs) and he's kind of mean and he talks goofy in commercials. Speaking of which, I am hoping to see a Crash Bandicoot TGS. Uh, TGS. TGS. I know a Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) (laughs) My head explodes. (laughs) Well, I was really surprised to see Crash was not. Apparently, he's not one of the most popular PlayStation characters. Hard to believe. I doubt he was even on the. I think. See, I bet he wasn't on the ballot. Sony sent out. Sony did its own poll to Mm. find out what people Uh, thought. I bet he did not make the list. There probably was no other button to punch. Who won? Who do you think won? Who do you think yeah, is the most popular most... PlayStation character? Nathan Drake? Sackboy? Second place. Second place. Sackboy? You're, you're missing. You're skipping a, a pretty big name. That for... one dude from Resistance? Yeah. Ares! 
Oh, really? You have forsaken me for the third time. <laughs> yeah, of course, Kratos is number one. But then Nathan Drake. And I like how the th- the third most popular character is Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Ratchet for a long time wore Clank on his back. They, they, uh, he was a backpack. Then Sackboy, and then the fifth most popular character is Jack and Dexter. What? That one. They're so it's lame. Goofy. Jack lame. and Dexter is so so lame. I don't like those guys. I, no, I agree. I'm done with them. Yeah. Over it. They had a good run. Precursor's Legacy was really good. Jack 2 I liked a lot, and everybody else hated it. Then Jack 3 was more of the crap, and then it was Jack X, and then it was PSP game. It's like, all right. You're not going to play On the Move? No, I'm not going to play Heroes. Well, I probably actually will play Heroes on the Move, but... If I, I, there's nothing exciting me for Heroes on the Move right now. I'm looking forward to the Sly collection. That'll yeah. be fun. You're saying if there was a button in Heroes on the Move where I only played the Sly parts. Yeah. yeah but. I also, Dude, I, we were talking about this at, uh, what's the show I just at? PAX. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're marketing Ratchet and Clank all for one right now when they just announced Heroes on the Move. It seems like it's the four, same thing. Four-player co-op, go play you know, in these worlds, and now they're doing the exact same thing with Ratchet. It seems like an interesting move. Two serious omissions from this most popular PlayStation characters list. Of course, omissions, yes. Crash, Crash Bandicoot, yeah. also. And surely one of the most popular PlayStation characters must be Jason! <laughs> <laughs> um, Give I want it time. In another 15 years, I'm sure the yeah. heavy rain cast will be on there. Uh, I want to talk more about the PlayStation. Uh, so, I had a, uh, a Nintendo 64. So did I. I did yeah. too. And I played that uh, that game, that Mario uh, 64 game. The Mario game? Yeah. There was a Mario game on the uh-huh. 64 Nintendo? Yeah, there actually was, yeah. Huh. I only played Madden on it. I don't know. I played that. the holy hell out of that game, and then I was like, wow, that's kind of like all there is to play <laughs> on the system. <laughs> so I got my I got myself one of them. I, had, I you know, heard about this PlayStation. Huh. Uh, but I got, a, I got a refurbished PlayStation from Funko Land. Oh, Funko Land! <laughs> And the first one I got didn't work. It was like... Oh, I don't believe it. I know. So I got Tomb Raider with the first Tomb Raider with my refurbished refurbished PlayStation. And then during the, the cutscenes would skip. Like so, you know. And I found it, it was like something wrong with the system. So I actually took it back and then they gave me another refurbished one. And that one was fine. So, uh, Do you still have it? See, I don't know if I... I, I, I have it somewhere. Yeah. That's the one. So that's the the PlayStation I had throughout the my, the entire system's lifespan. Uh, but I enjoyed I, your college story. If you haven't read, if you go to IGN and read this, because Damon's I, got well, a great. I'll, I, I'll share the, the, no, no, the college story. <laughs> there go our page views, Damon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're right. Megan Sullivan has a great story too. So great. <laughs> uh, so my favorite PlayStation game was Rival Schools, and uh, I'm, this is a Capcom fighting game starring Japanese high school kids. Each high school kid has their own specialty. There's like a baseball player who carries a baseball bat. There's like the hot nurse, the, the high school nurse there. She uses her nurse hole. And uh, <laughs> there's like a swimmer. There's a photographer. It's, it's awesome. Such a, such a cool game. And then uh, they have all these. You, could, you pick two characters for a fight, and then you have these crazy team-up attacks if it's possible. So it's like really wacky, really over-the-top, very Japanese. It was right up my alley. And I'm not even a big fighting game fan. But for some reason, this game really resonated with me, and I was really good at it. So that's the game that like we would all play, and uh, I lived in this castle in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, on Arkansas. Uh, it was like a big white building, and then like, is there a, is there oh, a pin in here? For visual aids. Nope. There a pin in here? No, no, oh, yeah, no. here we go. <clears throat> I'll show you what I mean by it. Like, this is what the top was like. It was, it was like this. All right, hold on. Damon is drawing things on a piece of paper right now. Uh, Damon is referring to crenellations, for those of you really? experts in medieval siege it was, it was like that. That's what the house no was. No way, okay. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you it was like a white castle. A white, <laughs> it was like a white stucco castle. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And so that was like the hangout house where me and my friends all 
partied. And uh, so we'd go out to the bars, we'd go to parties, whatever. And we, then we'd come back to my place, and then we would all fill into my game room to play Rival Schools. And we had this like tiny the game room. is probably half the size of our podcast room here. And uh, we all had like 10 TVs between all of us, me and my roommates. So we like put them all in the room, stacked them on top of each other. We had a big like a loft. Uh, one of my roommates had he like had built bunk beds when he was younger, and like we had the wooden structure in the room. So we had TVs on top of the bunk beds, and then on like on the floor stacked on top of each other connected them all together so like we you know our video games would be projected on each tv and then the whole room so was, like so it was one giant screen broken up into no, little ones no just there Every, were 10 images okay, of, okay. Of, of the game plan so wherever you were sitting in the room you had a good view <laughs> and then we painted the whole room blue so that when you just because it used to be like when you like switched to whatever like yeah, au- auxiliary channel that, yeah that you'd have that blue yeah, screen yeah. so then we had this like and then we'd smoke pot in there in our big blue room <laughs> that's pretty uh, and then, so like we'd have like ten or fifteen people piled up in this tiny little room playing rival schools. Everyone would play, like even if there were girls hanging out with us, they'd play rival schools with us. And like the way it worked is, uh, what, well, yeah, I have to sidetrack you because my favorite thing is for a second you channel your college self because you just do this description you just did outright, and you know. We could fit te- – uh, our, our game room was fairly small, but we could crowd 10, 15, or more people in there. Finding a seat wherever we could, parentheses, <laughs> girls were allowed to sit on my lap, exclamation point, in parentheses. It's girls true. were allowed to sit on my lap. It's true, yeah. As if, if it was happening elsewhere in the house, room, it's like, whoa, no, 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 ma'am, no. off the lap, please. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, anyway, you, you kept playing until you got beat, basically, so. If you lost, you had to pass the controller to the next person. If a girl was sitting on my lap, I probably would just put the controller down at that mm, point. It would, yeah, I probably lost. I, I probably, it was probably hard for me to focus on those times. Anyway, I really liked Rival School. So any listeners out there who haven't checked it out, definitely do so. And a, a sequel called Project Just, Justice was released for the Dreamcast. That's also very good. I'm embarrassed. I don't know. Is, is Rival Schools a PS1 classic? Could you download that off the PSN right now? I, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, every time I talk to Capcom guys, I ask them when they're going to bring Rival Schools back, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'll ask them for you at the Capcom Thank you. event. Yeah, ask the Japanese Capcom guys. They'll know what's happening. Yeah, they, got, they know what's up. up. Any, any PlayStation uh, memories you guys want to share here on the podcast? I've, I've, I've already shared mine on yeah. the podcast previously. Okay. It's the one about me losing my save in the end of Final Fantasy VII. Mm, that one, okay. Sad story. It is a it sad was, story. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you like the Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions game. I enjoy it quite a bit. I'm yeah. playing it right now at home. Hillary put up his review this week, gave an yeah. 8.0. Yeah. It's a good Spider-Man game then. Huh? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Boss battles are really cool. The art style is fun. Uh, you get to unlock it. There's a lot of replay there. This is the game where you, you play four different Spider-Mans yeah. from different universes. Spider-Man. Jury's out, I think. <laughs> and what what uh, IGN style wants to call that. We, well, many of us like Spider-Mans. I like Spider-Mans. I like Spider-Mans, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how does it work? You You... Is it linear? Like you play one, and then you play another the universe, and then you play up another into universe. Into three acts within the final boss fight. Uh, every level is designed around a specific boss in a specific universe. So once you open like Act Two or Act, once you start Act One, even hmm. you get to pick what one you want to play. Oh, okay. So like, oh well, now I feel like being you know twenty ninety nine. Oh, now I feel like being noir. You get to bu- bump around in that act, and then once they're all done, you move to Act Two and do it again with different things. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really fun. Do they all come together at the end? Oh, that's what I've been told, yeah. Okay, I, haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm, in the, I'm about to finish Act 2. Okay. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Are you guys excited for Fallout New Vegas? Yes. 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 Okay. Will you? No. Well, Levi says no. No. I'm like, I'm definitely going to play it, but it's like, I, ha- I have a feeling it's just going to feel very 
much no, of the I same, you know. I played it at PAX, and I, like it was the same thing of like, oh, here I'm playing for 15 minutes. Like, I'll tell you what, well, that this g- looks like Fallout, and I'm yeah. just, I have no idea what I'm doing or where I'm going. So, yeah. what that game is for me is my holiday break game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna play like all the games that are coming out up up until then, like right when they come out, as much uh-huh. as I can. Like, but that game is gonna be the one that I'm just like, all right, when I have some free time and downtime, I'm just gonna like really like go deep into that game. I've beaten Fallout Three, but I still have quests yeah. to do. So once in a while, I'll still be like, oh yeah, like every six months, I pick it up and usually play for like three days and do stuff with it. And that three days takes you takes you all that time to remember how to play it. No, Vance like, comes okay. back to you like that. <laughs> well, but you're not excited for it, Levi. Yeah, but I didn't really get into Fallout 3, though. Really? So, hmm. Yeah, and the same thing that happened with Fallout 3 happened to me with Oblivion, where I almost get overwhelmed, yeah. and then I I feel paralyzed. Like, I actually don't know what to do next. What if we told you that Sonic the Hedgehog was going to be in Fallout New Vegas? <laughs> I probably would like it less. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my thing. When people ask me... Uh, what game I'm most excited about this holiday season? I I say Fallout New Vegas, but it's kind of like there's just because there's nothing really like out of the big games that are coming this holiday season. Like what? There's nothing that's really super exciting for me. Like I'm excited for Dead Space Two. That comes in January. Yeah. You what know? about uh, Black Ops? Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, I'm super excited about Call of Duty. <laughs> what about oh, no. <laughs> shoot some people? No, or like, zombies? No, come on. No, yeah, I, I agree. I'm super, super, yes. super, 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 super not excited for Black Ops. Um, yeah, there's just nothing that's really uh, not metal of grabbing me. Uh, I mean, I. I I played it at Gamescom. I liked it, but I'm not super excited for it. Yeah, it's another first-person shooter. I, yeah, I'll never get super excited for just a, a, a military first-person shooter. Like that's just those games are fine, but yeah. they don't they don't excite me. Like I want to play an adventure game. I hear you. I'm in a no similar big... boat. Like I want to play Fallout, and uh, I'm excited for DC Universe Online. But that's more because that's like you know an MMO, which I never do, and it involves comics. So it's kind of mm. like brand new territory. If it all works, it'll be really cool. Mm. Probably just play Halo Reach. Well, yeah, I know you're really excited for Halo Reach. How about, what about you, Levi? Anything you're really excited about this holiday season? Actually, not terribly. A lot of things got moved into uh, yeah. next year. I mean, it'll be like this year. There's lots of exciting stuff coming like yeah. in the in the first quarter of next year. Do you consider Halo Reach a, a holiday game? I don't. I mean, no. It kind of kicks off the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in reality, it is because the mass market will see, will see that game at retail when it's time to buy games holiday right. gifts mm-hmm. and that'll be it'll be a big marketing push for it and everything but for us it's almost like a summer late summer early fall thing i think out of all the 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 end of the year games that's probably the one i'm the most curious to play yeah, yeah. which one reach yeah mm. i didn't really get into odst uh, mm. but i liked halo 3 a lot despite its issues mm-hmm. so um, i loved odst um and i'm I, th- well, I mean, I don't want to say too much about Reach, mm-hmm. but um, there are some things about it that kind of are a mix of Halo 3 and Halo Reach and ODS. The things I've read about Reach so far, I'm I'm really kind of... Yeah, you can't believe anything you read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Levi, we put up the top 25 iPhone games this yes. week. Yes. Is the have has the full list been revealed? Or is yeah, we all, did it all in one uh, We just went all one in one shot, go. Yeah, all right. so all 25. Blue our load. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at me, I'm a star. Uh... Good games on there. Some good uh, good picks. Twenty five good games. Yeah, on there. What was number one? Number one was Osmos. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, we've got Plants vs Zombies, uh, Angry Birds on there. See, I would have put Angry Birds lower, uh, but I know, you I make know. such a convincing argument for them. Like, okay, number four. <laughs> I know I'm more into Angry Birds than you are, but mm-hmm. that's true. 
People love Angry Birds. I played a little bit of it on the iPad at the Apple Store. Mm. Um, I liked it. That was fun. What What would you review it after playing it on the <laughs> iPad at the Apple Store? Because um, that's all Seven. I do is I play these things for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't mind. possibly spend very much time playing it. I mean, they're just little iPhone games, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're not really games at all. <laughs> oh, I don't mean that. Lisa. I'm actually, I, I, I'm one of those, I guess for me, the iPhone is very much like I get three games and like I, that's all I do is play those games mm-hmm. on the iPhone. Like I have no interest right now in like getting more, but I'm sure that'll change. What are your three? Carcassonne and Words with Friends. I need, uh, to, I need to get into Words with Friends. Those are the big ones for me right now. Um, played a little bit of Chaos Rings and like it all that much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Broken Sword. Either. I played Broken Sword for a goodly long while. Um, that's a good one. Should get Drop Seven. Drop Seven. So fantastic. That, like it's like 99 cents. Yeah. yeah I just. I don't know. I don't know why. It just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I look at it. I've seen. I watched a video of it. I've, I've seen, heard people talking. It's not going to make for an exciting video. That's <laughs> but but for it, sure. it tells you like what it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, I guess maybe like I'm not in the mood right now. And when I feel like playing a, a game like that, I feel like numbers. I don't. Yeah, it's like numbers. It's like work. You know, I want to do math. I have managed to make uh, uh, Castlevania puzzle work for me. Like I, I, I see what you mean about the, the control issues. The controls are not ideal, but I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Cool. Mo- working my way through the castle. You get Spider Man. Spider Man is. I'll check that out. Yeah, that was number twenty-five. Just barely made the Just list. Just barely. I took. I had to take something out of the list because yeah. after we got it, I was like, okay, this has to go in the top twenty-five. And then, uh, game- sorry, Doodle Jump. <laughs> People oh, were really upset know, that Doodle right? Jump was not on the list. <laughs> uh, and then this re- this week, uh, a new iPhone software update uh, was released that uh, gave us a uh, game Game Center. Yeah, so Game Center showed up, and it- where do I do that? Somebody request I I have I updated my phone but I didn't register anything. There should have been an icon showed up on, on my phone. Yes, but is it only for phone. iPhone four owners? Uh, iPhone four and three GS. Oh, I'm just three GS. Yeah, that's probably why it didn't God. show up. Damn it! Jeez, you have so many. You need to, get to use folders here. I only use the front page, so we I really can't don't use need to worry folders on three G. Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah, I, already, I have one up there. You should show me how to do it. Okay. Uh, so what? <laughs> You know, I've I got Game Center up and running. I've added a couple of friends, but it seems a little. And you're like, now what? I know. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. I think this what, is kind the of problem a phase. is that it, it doesn't like pull in all the, the data from the games you've been playing, right? Right. You so, still have to start fresh. Yeah, like you know, uh, Real Racing, for example, is one of the one of the Game Center uh, activated games, and mm-hmm. so I turn it on like uh, none out of twenty achievements. I'm like, I beat that game. I should be like, why isn't it telling me that? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. yeah. So. It's it's a it'll be a phased deployment. This will happen over time. Right now, they just got it up. You can have your profile, your achievements. Soon, we'll have you know streamlined matchmaking things like that. But seems like I don't know that maybe Apple doesn't know how to do social networking stuff because they they stumbled with this ping thing on iTunes is like kind of worth, you didn't care for ping. it's kind of worthless. Uh, I mean, as in in its current state, so I don't know. And then Thanks, Game Center, Matt Casamassina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this week on PlayStation Network, Terrover was, re- was We had high hopes for this one, reviewed. David. Yeah, it's we played adorable. it. Yeah, you look at this game, you really want to like it. It's a cute little physics-based uh, puzzle platformer, very similar to... It's like a cuter Trials HD, where you control like a, a rover, like a Mars rover on alien planets, moving, moving him over very uh, treacherous terrain, trying to get to the exit on each level. And it's all physics-based, so you have to like, you know, try and go up a hill. You're like accelerating and trying to like keep your tire, you know, keep traction up. Just like you did in, in, in Charles HD. 
But man, is it frustrating. Yeah. It's uh, more frustrating than it is fun, unfortunately. What'd you give it? 5.5. Five. Mm. Give it a 5.5. Um, it's also time to bring back uh, a recurring feature. The second installment of the of the airing of grievances. Oh, yes. man. Well, the dust off this one. Got a beef, got a beef to pick with a, a GameScoop listener. Oh. Uh, Mr. Mike Lemon. Right? Oh. Yeah, that's his name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I had codes to give away for Terrorover, which I gave away on Facebook this week. I always exper- I'm always like trying to figure out the best way to like give out code. Sometimes I'll just post a code, but then people like complain when it's, it's like basically just a race, you know, to yeah. you know get the code. So like they're like, why don't you like ask us a question and make it more like a a game or something? So I asked people like list their favorite movies, and then I would pick like the the ones that I like the best, like the three like I liked best to uh, give the codes away to. <laughs> Mike Lemon posted Jackie Brown. Well, I said, well, of course, I love Jackie Brown. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to pick him. And so he gets one of the codes. Mike Lemon doesn't even have a PS3, though. He, so he, he, like, took a code away from someone who could... Who, who could have really wanted it. Who could have used it, you know? So what I... You know, listeners... What, what did he do with it? He emailed... Well, hold on. I know. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, so this sorry, is the problem. Sorry. First of all, you know, listeners, like, I love sharing, you know, codes with you guys. I love, you know, I want to, like, spread the love around... Uh, but don't, like, don't take a code away from someone else who could actually use it, you know? Like, don't be a jerk, right? So, Mike could have uh, made up for this by coming to me and uh, saying, oh, you know, sorry, I just got excited, whatever. I just wanted to win something free. <laughs> Let's give this to someone else. But no, no, no. He goes to another podcast. Doesn't even come to me. He goes to Podcast Beyond, which that's that's not my thing. Cold and gives blood. it away, yeah. All right. No, no, no. Come on. You should have come to me. He also outed himself me. that he just played the system. He said in, in the email, you know, yeah. Damon put this up, and I was like, oh, A, I know he's a Quentin Tarantino fanboy. B, I know his cast named Jackie Brown. I put Jackie Brown. I've never watched Jackie Brown. Which is fine. And I don't own a PS3. Which is fine. I fully expected people to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more like how, you know, I'll give these codes away to the people who are who like... love me. Yeah, basically, who are like know <laughs> the most about me, like or who are actually like following you know, what's going on. So, like, that's fine. Yeah. But don't, first of all, don't take the code away from someone else who can actually use it. And if you do, don't go to someone else. Come back, come back to me. Don't go to other podcasts. Come on. Come on, people. I meant so, to make it up. I have a Tarover code to give away, but I left it upstairs. I have one more Tarover code to okay. give right here. Next week, I'll make it square for our podcast situation and give it to you. Okay. That this is a larger – the larger issue here, too, is the code grubbing Yes, issue. that is. That hey, is. Why, just, why, why are you taking codes from people who want to play other games? Exactly. So that's, what, yeah. so that's why I'm always trying to figure out the best way to give these codes away. There's know. no, we haven't figured it out yet. I know. We should mow them into a large field. Yes, and, and people, people have, have to get to find up it into on Google a, Maps. <laughs> yes. Wait for the Google satellites to refresh, and then you will see a giant code in the grass. That'd be awesome. So I announced. Would, I announced on Facebook today that Mike Lemon is on officially on my crap list. Uh oh. But I did not remove Mike Lemon from my friends list. I will give him. I will give him the uh, the opportunity Some to probation. make to make up for this. How long is your list at this point? It's, it's not well. There's there's only one. <laughs> he's the, he's the, the one member on my crap list. Um, okay, so I have a, one more code for uh, Terover to give away, and uh, I know it's only a five point five game, but uh, you know if it's free, it's it's totally worth checking it out for free. Cute. It yeah. is cute, and I, you know some people have actually been having fun with the game and they like it, so totally check it out for free. Give it to your girlfriend; she won't know any better anyway. Here's a code for Terover on kidding, PS. Kidding, girls. PSN, PSN. Here we go. Three N H P M M B E P three L A. Good luck. Resident Evil Afterlife opens up in theaters today. Oh my goodness! What is this? Go. The fourth 
I, Resident you know Evil what, movie? Damon, I'm going to say no to that movie unless it's in 3D. Mm, I think it is actually in 3D. Oh, Resident man. Evil Afterlife 3D. Okay. I've never seen a Resident Evil movie myself. What? Number one wasn't that bad. Yeah, wasn't that bad? It was not that bad. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Number one? Yes. Not well, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Afterlife currently has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Awesome. So that tells you. Who would have thunk it? Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. <laughs> this is Robin Diamond. He uh, has a follow-up uh, story on our uh, whether or not it's okay to take drinks in the bathroom issue. Uh, he says, after hearing your recent conversation regarding the consumption of beverages in the bathroom... <laughs> First of all, no one's no consuming beverages in the bathroom. So you minute, take it in there with you doesn't mean you're drinking it in the bathroom. So you take it in there with you, but you don't drink it in the bathroom. You don't no. take a sip. No. That's that's gross. That's what? gross. What? No, I'm asking you. You're saying drinking in the bathroom no, no. would be gross. It's not gross. It's just like well, I don't want to drink in the bathroom. Really? Like, what's the what's the point of that? Yeah, get us on the right page. Oh, you're losing <laughs> fluid. <laughs> yeah, I gotta replenish. Yeah, that is true. Someone pointed out that it's amazing. It's it's an amazing phenomenon to drink while you're peeing because then you're like, you're because like, it's a straight shot. Yeah, you're replenishing the yeah while you're evacuating. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, as you are probably aware, here in the UK, when we use the term bathroom, we are usually referring to a room that contains a bathtub or a bath-like cleaning device, <laughs> rather than just a room containing a toilet. These are known, known as toiletariums. Really? So when right. the right. taking drinks into the bathroom conversation came up on your excellent podcast, I was instantly taken back to a party I hosted last month. Picture this. It's 8 p.m., my friend and I are expecting guests to start showing up in the next hour. We've just opened our first beers of the night when I realize I haven't yet washed. Not wanting my faithful amigo to get too far ahead of me in the drinking race, <laughs> I decided my only option was to continue drinking in the shower. I have to awesome. say, this was the best thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> the contrast of the ice-cold beer and the hot shower is something that must be experienced by everyone, and I thoroughly in- endorse it. Oh, and FYI, FYI, the party was awesome, almost definitely because of this. I, uh, I cannot get behind drinking in the shower. What? Myself. No, I'm not going to drink in the shower. That's, that's a common occurrence, the beer in the shower. Yeah, it's common. you got to have a beer in the shower once in your life. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, Damon. Now you're, now you're, now you're just being difficult. Why is a beer doing? in the shower? Hot day. What a, it's just a great thing to to be able to do, right? So what do you do? Do you keep your thumb over the top of it? Just put it on the little shelf. <laughs> you have a little shelf. Like I've got a little window. And what a if you have shelf. like a clawfoot tub? There's no shelf around there. Like you know, well, a I mean, clawfoot tub. I don't live in a manor. Am I drinking in the 1940s? <laughs> I, I, got a, I got the solution. Wear one of those little camelback backpacks <laughs> with a straw. Put beer in <laughs> it and <laughs> sip on it while you're in the shower. Uh, it does remind me of one of my favorite uh, kids in the hall sketches, though, where uh, I, the guy with the curly hair. I don't know his name. Kevin McDonald. But he's just like the whole guy. He's in the shower and he's just eating and drinking in the shower. So he has like a hot dog and he's just standing <laughs> under the water. And his hot dog is getting like all soggy and wet, and he's just eating it. And then he gets a glass of milk and he's drinking it. The milk is filling up with water, and he's just like, oh. "That's all it is. It's brilliant. It's awesome." You guys like think the referring to the bathroom like it's like a repository. Like it's this like a repository of mm-hmm. like Duty. deadly diseases or mm-hmm. something. Like the CDC uses your bathroom mm-hmm. to like store extra Ebola viruses. Yes. Yeah. We've already been through this. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, from Eric Sutherland. He says, I was wondering what sides of large debates you experts of gaming are all on. So I thought I would ask you some of the big ones. Ready? Mac or Windows? Mac. 
Mac. Mac. Yeah, I do Mac. I would prefer that. Xbox 360 or PS3? Uh, 360. Yeah. 360. PS3. Morning person or evening person? Morning. Really? Yep. I'm totally an evening person. Night. Yeah, night. (laughs) It's interesting. I used to be a night person. But now you're so but old. I, like, yeah, now, know. It, since uh, since I've moved into the retirement home, <laughs> the, they serve meals so early. I, you know, if you Morning don't get up or early. night will do. <laughs> yes. Just put me down, please. <laughs> Activision yeah. or Infinity Ward? Oh, in this argument? What? Hey, this is his question. I know. Huh. I don't. That's one I've never thought of. Uh, well, I mean, our instinct is to say Infinity Ward, but we don't know all the details. Yeah, we don't know what's happening. Playing a good character or playing a bad one? Good character. I was yeah, good. I always can't help but be be the good guy. Yeah, good guy. All right, I think we learned a lot. All right, with those questions there. Much has been yes. This is Derek Haynes. What is the best way to get old IGN podcasts? Even though they're outdated, they're still entertaining enough to be worth listening to during some of the more boring times of the day. I listen to virtually all of uh, IGN Games podcasts and would love to experience some of what happened before I started listening in mid 2008. This is a common uh, question we get. It is actually difficult to find the old episodes. I think iTunes only keeps like uh, the most recent 15 or so in their store you can go with they're all on ign.com in our podcast archive you can painstakingly download each one individually i don't know if that someone if any listeners could help us out with a solution what, what, if what about the guy who makes the animated stuff based on is that Javi? yeah Javi. makes all the doesn't he have all the old podcasts that he makes those from yeah, probably yeah if he does well he, what, he, what he i was gonna say is like my ign it, yeah, if any listener out there like has all the old podcasts, if you could help us out with a, a solution for like archiving them somewhere in like zip one zip file, you know, that can be kept somewhere. Why don't we just make one article though? Like one of us just go through, make one article with like a link to everything, and then just every time we post a new episode. And by the way, here's the the article. Well, then you yeah. still have to do it one by one. Yeah, I think is the, unless yeah, we made just... a zip file and we uploaded it to the gallery. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not saying do a big zip file of everything. I'm just saying point them to like. Here's are you missing? We already have seven? that. It's on the the index. Right? Yes, like the index already exists. Where yeah, you just hit Games Group and then scroll down the entire thing and grab them. That yes, is, that doesn't sound that difficult. I mean, so well, it is. The problem it, is it's like, buried on the More tab, and then it's like yeah. three things, four. Plus, you can't just like look for Games Group podcasts. It's like you go to a month. It's like uh, February two thousand nine, and then you got like Channel Surfing podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. And, IG and AFK. Keep yeah, it real. yeah. It's like so. Stuff, yeah. It's it's difficult to find it all. So don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> would be in there. <laughs> it would be cool to have like a zip file where you could just download every Games Group in there. If any listener can help us out with that, let us know. This is Mitchell McCormick. After a brief inspiration from the Alien 3 game soundtrack, I played this on a podcast a while back, I was left curious as to how to go about creating such fantastically annoying lo-fi music of my own. My question is, what is the name of a good uh, 8-bit music-making program? So if you have uh, an iPhone, definitely check out Nanoloop. It's... uh, it was 99 cents for a time. I don't know if it's gone up to $3 or whatever. But it's like an, it's like a, it was originally made for the Game Boy. You actually bought like a Game Boy cartridge that gave you access to the sound chip in the Game Boy and then let you compose little 8-bit tunes with it. So, but now it's just like it's standalone little software piece that you can download for your iPhone. It's great. It's a tracker, though. Tracker is not my preferred method of composing. I think it's un, 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 unwielding or unyieldy? Unwieldy. Unwieldy? Yeah. With a Y? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think it's unwieldy, but it, it makes some very you can make some very cool noises with Nanoloop. Definitely check that out. This is John. I'm a big fan of GameScoop. 
I've been listening since episode 25. Here's my question. With the announcement that Bioshock Infinite won't come out till 2012... I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's yeah, true? That's true. Yeah. Does that mean that the next wave of consoles won't be out till 2013? Probably. Will, will Bioshock Infinite be the last big hurrah for the current-gen consoles? I personally don't see Microsoft or Sony waiting until 2013 to release their consoles. Who the hell knows or cares what Nintendo will do? <laughs> just wanted to see what the experts and the Scoop Crew thought. Uh, well, So, Sony and Microsoft are just launching their... Motion controllers now. Yep. Like that's going to be their focus for the next couple of years. Yep. So two, two, 2013 actually sounds. Yeah, this is going to be the longest generation. Yeah. 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 No new consoles. It's like the greatest generation, which you're a part of. Like, exactly. Thank yeah. you. What was it like fighting the World War II? <laughs> I killed Nazis with these bears. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm starting to get pretty hungry. Yeah. Listener James Robinson writes in to point out that Greg Miller can predict the future. He says, I just wanted to thank you for the hilarity that ensues every day at work for me when I listen to the podcast. I have been listening to the archive, trying to catch up on some older podcasts, and I came along episode 115, which had Greg Miller clearly announcing that the next Bioshock would take place in the air. I submit to you this evidence that Greg Miller is psychic, perhaps even psychomantis. Here is the clip that James Robinson is speaking of from episode 115. I'd rather see a fresh approach to it. Like, yeah. my main concern was it was going to be, I'm um, some other dude who's crashed in Rapture, and oh, it's all screwed up. What's that thing? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it turns into a comedy. <laughs> that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. It's now but you, no, now it's yeah, a different gameplay. Yeah. But now you're a big daddy well, it's in Rapture, and you have, this, like, you, you have a big sister to chase. Uh, it's or the same. It's the same game. Except well, now yeah, you're a big daddy. What did you expect to happen? Something. There different. was a Rapture in the air. We forgot about. <laughs> like take me out of Rapture, to, or make it a prequel, or. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Proof of Greg Miller's clairvoyance. Uh, this is Garrett. He says, uh, you keep up the good work, gentlemen. You have improved my gaming and love life considerably since I began tuning in. Listening to your gaming commentary and knocking boots advice have both, both brought me to many good things. Today I rely on you for some more advice. I recently acquired a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm only 17 years old, so I was a bit too young to really experience the 16-bit gaming generation. I know a couple of the greats like Street Fighter 2, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, etc. But I was wondering if you guys could direct me to some of the hidden gems of the SNES. Death and Return Superman. I'd love to get into some of the finer parts of the 16-bit generation. I trust any game advice you give. Death and Return of Superman, you say? Yeah. You just bought that at PAX? I did just buy it at PAX. Uh, Garrett, seek out a game called Out of This World. Out of This World? Act Razor. So super fantastic. I was also going to say Act Razor. Act Razor is hard to describe. It's like uh, part side-scrolling action game, part like farming sim strategy yeah. game, right? Yeah, not Act Razor 2, but just... Yeah, just the first Act Razor. Razor. Great soundtrack also. Act Razor is the one where you have to go back and rescue your guys if they fall in battle, right? Or is that the second Act Razor? Where like, if you lose a guy, you can go back and get them? Remember your party? Or I think of something else. This is something else. Too long. I think you're thinking, I don't, that doesn't sound like Actraiser. Okay. Uh, Maybe I'm drunk. The Mega Man X series started on Super Nintendo 2. What about the Super Castlevania 4? Oh, yeah. Second Zelda game. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Not the third, the third Zelda game. Zelda 2 came out on the NES. So, yeah. Lots of great stuff to find on Super Nintendo. Uh, Christopher Bart wants to know. Whatever happened to Steve Butts? Is Steve Butts still with IGN? I know Charles has taken over as PC Overlord, but does that mean Steve is gone? Any info will be much appreciated. Yes. Steve left a while ago. Right at E3, right before E3. Right? Yeah, right before E3. But he was actually just in the office this week. We just saw him. We're still buds. Yeah. 
He's one of our very good friends. This is Lee, Ro- Lee Roberts. I'm not very good at first-person shooters, but I do enjoy playing them. I gave up with Modern Warfare 2 as it was too tough for me, and I didn't have the patience or time to be any good at it. So naturally, I was against getting Black Ops, but when they announced the mode with bots, I changed my mind. I love playing Killzone 2 and Unreal 3 as they both have multiplayer experiences with bots. Do you guys think that more FPS games should have multiplayer game modes with bots? I think it's a good idea for the people out there like me. Plus, if you can't get online for some reason, you can still have the same experience offline. You're late, bot. <laughs> I absolutely agree with this guy. I do too. I, I love bots. I love bots because of Perfect Dark. Totally. Playing totally. Perfect yeah, Dark, Dark back awesome. in the day with my yeah. friends, we, we, we'd be us versus whatever, like eight per- perfect bots that you could put in the game. And, like, I love that. The uh, Gears of War three, or sorry, Gears of War two uh, title update six, I believe, was the most recent one mm. um, that actually kind of fixed the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, has some really cool bot technology in it, mm-hmm. where it, it, it they drop in and out as people join the game. So like a bot will take over uh-huh. um, as you as people leave, and their like their their AI is really actually pretty good, and um, it's it's cool. Yeah, and I, I like um, I like being able to add in. AI on the fly. I think that's a yeah. cool thing to do in multiplayer. Yeah, son. Uh, one more uh, email here. This is a, a good story that Greg Miller in particular will like. And there's, there's a photo to go along with oh, it. Oh, good. I love photos. Interesting name. This is from Pamatha. Interesting. <laughs> You're laughing at the name. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, it just made me think that my, uh, my wife and I were joking that we, we would like to name our, our child Bristopher <laughs> because we thought it was a funny name. <laughs> What's her name? Bramala? Pamitha. Pamitha. Reminds me of Christopher. <laughs> it's like a made-up name. That's funny. Um, you have a dumb name. You don't exist to me with your made-up name. So anybody out there, you cannot take the name Christopher because I'm <laughs> calling it. Uh, okay. I was on my way. This is a story. I'm assuming Pamitha is a woman. I, I mean, yeah, so. that sounds right. Or a panther. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my way to an interview a couple of months ago when a truck cut, cut in front of me. Oh, After the initial road rage wore off, I took notice of the logo on the back. There's something strangely familiar about it, but for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where I had seen it before. I took a few intersections, but it finally dawned on me. Crystal Head! It was a Crystal Head vodka truck. What? Nice. As a longtime listener huh. of the podcast, I still remember first hearing about the unique bottle sent in to you by an equally loyal listener way back in the day. Naturally, I reached for my for my phone so that I could take a picture and share the moment with my favorite IGN editors. I flipped the car and but, killed oh, several people. No. I fumbled the phone and the truck started driving away. Uh, channeling my inner Chris Roper, I pounded on the accelerator of my 1989 Camry. What what about this has to do with Chris Rober? He likes race cars. He oh, likes yeah. fast cars. And raced after the truck with my BlackBerry dangling from the window. I realized how stupid I would look if I dropped my phone. So I quickly changed hands just as the light turned yellow. It was decision time. Obey traffic laws in the state of Connecticut Jeez. or earn the respect of strangers from the West Coast. The decision was simple, really. I definitely shut off the air conditioning, thereby giving me just enough juice for my <laughs> beloved camera to dash through the fresh red light and then slam on the brakes before rear-ending my trophy. Take that, Kevin Butler, I thought. The result, a real trophy, photo evidence that GameScoop influences the lives and driving habits of its listeners. That's adorable. Shopped. Photoshopped. It's not real. I did make it to my interview and landed the job. So as a new journalist, I want to personally thank you for your tireless work and inspiration. I never would have considered a career in journalism had it not been for reading your work and listening to your stories about breaking into the field. Thank you again for being yourselves and doing your job with such infectious enthusiasm. I want to know where he/she yeah, works. Where did, where did, <laughs> where did Bramatha end up? 
thank you for sharing. I guess it's a pretty interesting name. We could just Google it and see where they <laughs> where sure, they're yeah. where they're writing for. Where they're oh, violent. I can tell you, Ratch. Uh, she's a writer for Patch.com. Okay. okay, what's that? Patrick Coleman's site? Probably. Or, like, it's it quilting. People on <laughs> software patches. <laughs> Could be any of these things. Uh, that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Have a good time in Tokyo, Ryan. Yeah, safe, safe travels, sir. Levi, be safe going back to Portland. Thank you. Greg, be safe going to Your Seattle. Desk. I'm going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm going to be here in San Francisco. I'm going to go see Mixmaster Mike tomorrow night. He's awesome. He's the Beastie Boys DJ. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Levi. Thank you, Greg. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.